0: 7 a.m. on the West Coast. 8? 8? No, 10 a.m. in New York City and the East Coast of America. Good morning, America. How are you? 3 p.m. in London, 7.30 in Mumbai, India, 11 p.m. in Kyoto, Japan, and in Malaysia, it's 1923. I'm Jay Sheldon, the mighty pantless one. Now, Fair warning before we get started, while we, right now, I know we're okay. We may suddenly go off the air tonight. I don't know what's going on, but my software is not cooperating at all. I had to boot and reboot and reboot five, six times, and then the software crashed five or six more times, so it may crash at any time. And then we're done, and we're... Good night, everybody! (laughs) So far, so good. Everything looks all right. But just fair warning, if I suddenly disappear, well, you'll either have to check out the video later on from the recording, or uh, you can always check out our podcast. We are live right now on Facebook, Twitch.tv, YouTube, and Rumble.com. Hey, Rumble! Good to see all you folks over there at Rumble. And we're also a podcast, if you're listening after the show, to our audio-only part of the show. Thank you so much. Please, please. We're almost at 1,000, and uh, I know not a big number, but for us, it's a big number. Uh, And uh, you'll find us on any of your favorite podcast platforms, Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Radio Public, Geo7, wherever it might be. Just put in I'm Not Wearing Pants or Jay Sheldon, look for that logo and click on there and hit the follow button or subscribe or whatever they call it on your platform. <clears throat> yeah, so that's uh, that's our podcast. Thank you so much. I, we love you guys so much, and we appreciate all those of you who do check us out on our podcast. All right, we got a whole bunch of good stuff coming up, including an update on this little lady. Miko Update. Miki, Miki, Miko Update update yes she's doing great uh so far so good no issues no problems she is in the middle of her blow twice a year shiba inus have what is called a blow b-l-o-w and it's because she blows all of her excess fur all over the house i mean all over i seriously i gotta take a video of this and put it up on the show some night because you would not believe the amount of hair that comes off of this dog. You could build three more dogs off of this one dog's hair. I, I always, I complain about it. I know I love her to death, but <laughs> you know me, you got to complain about something. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, she's in the middle of another shed twice a year. Usually they go through this. And uh, like I said, many times, thank God I have an industrial strength vacuum cleaner because it gets its workout. Otherwise, Miko's doing great. And don't forget, by the way, the top link in our show notes that's our description down below. You can uh, pick up a Miko merchandise mug or a t shirt or a ball cap, a hoodie, uh, mouse pads. We got all kinds of cool stuff. All of them feature our show logo. And our little girl, Miko. So, there you go. Miko Merchandise. The link is the top one in our uh, in our show notes there. <clears throat> all right. Uh, before we get into all of the stuff tonight, and by the way, because of the crashes with our software, I, I have to do things a little differently. So, it might take me a little longer, you know. Oh, also coming up, Winnie the Pooh, Chapter 3. We might be finding a woozle tonight. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, all right. Just a couple things. I didn't put these in the show notes. But I just wanted to mention them because it's so cool. The first uh, the first trailer is out for the new season four of Stranger Things. I'm a big fan of Stranger Things. Last season, okay, I think it saved itself in the end. But this trailer, you gotta check this out. Just search for um, season four Stranger Things trailer. Uh, on whatever video platform you, you watch your videos on, and check it out. They use the Journey song in there, too, and it's, uh, it's damn cool. And the other thing that is damn cool is this one. Coming up on the 18th, which is just, what, five days from now? Better Call Saul is coming back. Yes! It gets better. Wait, it gets better. This is, I believe, the finale season. This is the last season of Better Call Saul, an incredible spinoff of Breaking Bad. Uh, If you know Breaking Bad and who doesn't, you'll know Saul Goodman, the lawyer, has his own show. If you've never checked it out, do yourself the favor. It's had, uh, I think, six seasons and it's been an absolutely incredible show. It it got a little wonky after the second or third season, but then picked itself back up. This is a killer show. I'm telling you, it is amazing. And here is the coolest news of all. Walter White and Jesse Pinkman are going to be in an episode, at least an episode, of the final season of Better Call Saul. Yes! They are reviving their characters of Walter White and Jesse in at least one episode that we know of. They're very hush-hush on the details. But, oh, man, I cannot wait. This uh, trailer is up, but it's it's just about uh, five days away, and the season will begin. Um, Absolutely amazing. And the fact that uh, Walter White, Jesse Pinkman are coming back Oh, you got me you got me folks oh yeah all right uh scanners right we talked about scanners in our thumbnail tonight it's not what you think it never is i put the thumbnails up just for clickbait so that you'll you'll say oh what's that click you know hopefully it worked if it did welcome anyway it's kind of weird and kind of not kind of cool But uh, this article appeared in uh, Good Folks at World of Buzz. You'll find the link in our description down below, which is our show notes, uh, if you want to read the whole article. But uh, there'll be no more boarding passes at Malaysia Airport at KLIA. Uh, KLIA is our main airport here in uh, Malaysia, and they have installed biometric facial recognition scanners at KLIA. Weird a little bit scary you scan your face at the touch points and the gates open up and off you go it's very strange now because of the COVID 19 pandemic or plandemic many haven't had the chance to showcase their flight boarding passes on social media uh looks like they uh, may never get the chance to do that again as the era of boarding passes might be coming to an end Malaysia Airports took to their Facebook page, showcased their newly installed biometric facial recognition scanner technology, uh, KLIA, and it's going to render boarding passes unnecessary. And it's going to let the government probably have a nice, clear scan of your face with all the biometric access data points. These things scare me, folks. I know. I'm a conspiracy theorist. One of the best. But seriously, the more data we give these morons, the more they're going to have. One day we're going to do a show about cashless societies and how exactly stupid that is. I've talked about it briefly before, but we need to do a whole segment on that. Because, you know, everybody thinks, oh, how convenient. We just carry around a card. We don't have to carry cash. Trust me, never, ever a good idea. Not a good idea. These kind of things also scare me. Because you're giving up personal information and data. You know tracking systems. You think I'm kidding? Try China and their social credit scores. Mm. Anyway, uh, this will make everybody's life easier and you easier to track. State-of-the-art facial recognition scanners currently located at the check-in, security, and boarding gate for flights. So from now onward, just scan your face at the touch point. You you go up to the counter, you get your board, your, your boarding pass or you get signed in, you check in, and then it scans your face. And it's got you. And now wherever you want to go in the airport, zip, zip, you get a scan. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger comes out and he turns into this woman and he goes, get ready for a big surprise. Remember that movie? That was a cool movie. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, there is a video. Here you go. Let me play this for you. I don't think we need that part of it. But uh, here you go. You can see. There you go. You see the little uh, scan thing going up and down with the light. And uh, that's apparently at the check-in. There you go. She's getting scanned. Uh, Some uncle or auntie here getting his face scanned. Goes up and down. And then there you go. Getting greeted by security as you go in. Here's the, uh, the other scanner when you're about to get to the gate. And there you go. The gate's open. And zoom off you go. How's that? Cool, huh? Very cool. Check out the video and the article from uh, World of Buzz. Facial recognition scanner is the next big thing coming to an airport near you. Is this new? Or do people outside of Malaysia already know and are thinking like, yeah, big deal. We've had this for years. I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't travel a lot, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I'm not sure whether uh, whether that's new in general or just new to us all right what else we got here oh i know (laughs) check this out now this is one you got to you got to click on the link in our show notes and check it out you watch it here for a sec and i'm not going to read the whole article you can do that on world of buzz but um, there is an indonesian machik and machik is kind of like an auntie an older woman uh, if you don't live in Malaysia or Indonesia, you wouldn't know what Machik means. That's why I have a worldwide audience, so i got to explain it. For you Malaysian folks, you understand. Anyway, a uh, some thief stole this auntie's handphone. And let me tell you, she was not putting up with that crap. <laughs> Indonesian auntie, or Machik, smacks down the thief... Who stole her phone. And netizens say. Go for it. Uh, This isn't the machik from the movie. Kung Fu Hustle. Isn't it? (laughs) Uh, It's kind of blurry in these pictures. But the video is very cool. And very clear. Uh, The article talks about how. um, The elderly are sadly. Very easy targets for crime. and Pickpockets and snatch and grab thieves. Um, But. There are definitely situations where some of the wrongdoers probably wished they hadn't underestimated them. Uh, Let me move on up here to the video itself. Yeah, there's the guy after the auntie just kicks the crap out of him. And netizens were all over this woman going, go for it. Uh, It starts off because the person filming suddenly realized and started shooting. So the auntie already had her phone grabbed. But this is what happens. Boom! Nails him. Look at this. She's smacking the hell out of this guy. Throws him on the ground. Gives him a couple of good more smacks. And boom! A nice kick too. Check it out! I don't know why they blur that. Some violence thing probably. But there you go. This... Man. She is not putting up with that crap for anything. Go, Auntie, Go! Check out the link if you want to watch the whole video. It's in our show notes tonight. And uh, thanks to World of Buzz for uh, for that. (laughs) Give them a click and check out the story. It's wild. It is wild. People just not putting up with this crap anymore. Now, I got to caution you. Some of these thieves will fight back. Fortunately for this auntie, the guy just covered his face and fell to the ground and thought, okay, I'm done. But some may not be so docile. You really need to think about it before you go off on somebody like that, because it can it can really turn out a lot worse for you. So um yeah, think think twice. I know heat of the moment, all that stuff, but um it can be quite dangerous. You have to be careful. It's a weird wild world out there. Fortunately it's not full of A lot of these sort of miscreants. Is that still a word people use? No. Most people don't even know what that means. Full of bad guys and gals. This is nice. I love this. As you know, we love sharing stories about the good folks in the world and the random acts that people do of kindness. And there is an article. Again, it's in our show notes in our description below. Uh, It's from uh, upworthy.com. And you got to check this out because it is, there's 25 of them. So I'm not going to read all of them. We'll be here all night. I will highlight one or two. But what they did was they compiled uh, 25 different people who've shared the most selfless thing that they've done, but never told anyone. And you know, ultimately, that really is what it's all about. You know, you go to make a donation, you go to give people help when they're down and out, or if we have an emergency, floods, things like that. And, you know, some of these politicians grab the news media and 15 different photographers, and really it seems they're just, there. you know, they put their name and their face on all the stuff they give away, like, oh, look at me, aren't I a great guy? Instead of just doing it for the right reasons, they do it for the publicity, sadly. But these stories are not that. A treasure trove of heartwarming stories of selflessness. And uh, there's 25 of them, and it will, every one of them will make your day. If you, When you're starting to lose faith in people, check out this link. Click on it in our show notes and uh, and read a few of these stories. It'll restore your faith in humanity. Waiting to see my doctor, I see an elderly man with a walker talking to a driver service for seniors about getting him a ride home. Apparently there was a mix-up, and they couldn't get a driver there. I told the guy, if he trusts me, I'll take him home. The dude looked like he was going to cry. He was actually a really nice man, and it was a very pleasant ride. Wow. How nice, huh? As selfish and heartless as our species might seem sometimes, a single individual's unconditional kindness or generosity to fellow human beings possesses the power to shine through even the darkest of days. And if you see this, it's great. It just goes on and on and on. And um, here, let me just do one more for you. Back when quarantine and stuff first started, I was headed back from the store and came across a broken down car. He'd almost made it to the CVS parking lot. CVS is a pharmacy in the U.S. Uh, but the car gave out just outside of it. Pulled into the parking lot, asked if he wanted to push out of the road. He did. I pushed the car, got it halfway up the little incline going into the parking lot, but couldn't get any further by myself. He had a bad leg and couldn't help. Plus, he needed to be behind the wheel. Was uh, It was out of the street. I asked him what happened. He said he'd run out of gas. Asked if he had a gas can. He pulled out a small gas can. I offered to run down to the gas station, bring it back. On the way back from filling up, I began to think to myself that this little bit of gas isn't going to get this guy very far. I just got paid, pulled out some cash from the bank, figured he could use a little help. When I got to the guy, I gave him the gas can and 40 bucks. And I told him, I'm not sure how far you need to go, but that little bit of gas isn't going to get you anywhere. I hope this helps you out. He just looked after the money and back at me like I'd given him keys to a new house or something. He started telling me, I get paid tomorrow. Can I give you my address? I'll pay you back. But I insisted I didn't want anything in return. He looked like he was on the verge of tears. He explained how he'd just gotten out of jail a few months before was trying really hard to stay on the right path, working an honest job and everything, but it was not easy. He told me he'd take my kindness as a sign that he was on the right path and thanked me several times. Had I known how much it would have meant to him, I would have given him more, and I hope he's doing well. These are the kind of stories in this article from Upworthy.com. Links in the show notes. Please do check it out. Please read a few. Check. You can read all of them if you want. Take you a while, but uh, they're wonderful, wonderful stories about uh, the goodness in people. Yeah, all kinds of people. We have all kinds of people. This is a one of those weird segue things where we try to relate the last story to the next one. <laughs> the Baju people, the the Bajau people, I suppose it's called. Not Bajau. Uh, Baju is a Malay word for shirt. Uh, Bajau is something else from Southeast Asia. The Bajau people, who are also known as the sea nomads. This is one of those cool, weird stories that we love sharing on this show. This is, wait till you see this. Check out the link. It's in our show notes. It's from allthat'sinteresting.com. The Bajau people have lived on the waters of Southeast Asia, where they have evolved into literally sea-dwelling beings. Bodies like no other humans on planet Earth. I am not kidding. They have actually evolved. They live on the waters of Southeast Asia. They are uh, dwelling in boats, living off the sea, and hardly even a homeland that they call their own. They have little sense of time, age, no clocks, calendars, birthdays, and the like for them. And they have even evolved for life on the sea, They have internal organs and body capabilities that are not the same as you and I. They have actually evolved. The Bajau people, sometimes called sea gypsies, uh, unlike any other humans on the planet. And they live uh, here in this, there's a gallery of the people. And uh, uh, this is a Sama woman wearing traditional sun protection. Uh, Borak poses with her child at Maiga Island in Malaysia. Very cool. Bajau children swimming in the waters near Omadal Island. These are places and uh, people I had not heard of before from right here in Malaysia. This is so cool. Uh, here's some of the traditional dress in Semporna, 2015. Uh, elderly Bajau man in Samporna you got to check out this article. It is amazing. Lapa, take part in the 2015 Samporna Regatta. Look at that. Looks a bit Thai almost, doesn't it? There's a Bajau woman sitting in the Lapa. These are absolutely amazing. And this green area here depicts the region where the Bajau people typically live. Uh, Includes Indonesia, parts of uh, Borneo, Malaysia, and Borneo proper, and all through the islands here. It's very, very cool, very wild. And read, read the article itself because it's incredible. It's about a race of people that not only had I never heard of before, but they, because they lived their entire life in and under the sea, uh, they have actually evolved internal organs and all uh, for exactly that purpose. They're different than what you and I. It's such strange stuff. I love this kind of stuff. I love sharing this. It's very cool. All right. Speaking of time, which they don't have, (laughs) I'm not going to play this whole video because it's three minutes long. But I did want to share it with you, and I wanted to put the link in our show notes so that you would actually be able to watch it yourself. So I'm just going to spend a second talking about it, but can't encourage you enough to check out the link in our show notes Uh, It's from physicsastronomy.com. If you scroll down, you'll see the link there. Go to this link, read the story, but most importantly of all, check out the video. It's a simple three-minute animation which will change your perception of time forever. We all worry we don't have enough time. Our time on Earth is limited. We don't have the time that we need. Everybody knows the Earth is old, But how hard is that to put into perspective? Just how old it is. 4.5 billion years old. But what does that mean? I mean, obviously, 4.5 billion years is a long time. But can you really grasp what that means? Well, the folks at uh, Business Insider made this animation. Let me just uh, pop over there and show you the thing. This is the animation. It's on YouTube. And the whole uh, story and article is in a link in our show notes from Physics Astronomy. I watched this earlier today. And folks, you've just got to see this. What it does is it takes... Let me just play a little piece of it here. The history of Earth. And um, what it does is it takes the U.S. and it draws a line from Los Angeles... To New York City. And then it starts back in Los Angeles and shows you what would be uh, sorry, I may get past that. Okay, 2,450 miles from LA to New York City. And they use this timeline to relate 4.5 billion years. As you go through this video, it shows you what important historical events happened along these miles headed from L.A. to New York. A little difficult to explain, but trust me, please, you must, must see this video. It is so cool. At the end of the day, basically, when it gets to the point where humankind comes into the picture, it is so far down the road, it's actually into New York City just a few miles from the center of New York where we start to get into the modern age. It's absolutely fascinating. You've got to check it out. I know it's it's tough. I didn't do a good job explaining it, but uh, you, you've, you've got to check that out because it's, it's wild. Very, very cool. All right. Uh, let's see. I think we've got a couple of other things in our show notes tonight, but I can't seem to get them to pop up again because my computer's being a bit squirrely. I'm hoping we're still live. (laughs) Honestly, it's just been one of those nights. All right. What else we got here? Uh, Hang on a second. I'm going to check one more thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on. Hang on. I'm doing this live. I'm doing this live. So you got to bear with me here while we get through it. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. You get to see what goes on behind uh, behind the scenes here. All right. I got one more. It's very quick. It's very quick. It's from Thailand. Uh, but it doesn't matter. No matter where you're watching the show from tonight. Check out the link. It's in our show notes. It's from Face uh, Facebook Watch. And it's been posted by Unilad Tech. They do some very cool things at Unilad Tech. Check out the link and their page. Give them a like or a follow. But uh, here, let's see if this will work. Yeah, there we go. I love fireworks. I've told you before, I got a thing about fireworks. I always have miko not so much but i love fireworks i've never seen this kind of firework before check this out these guys with these long poles with flames on the end are igniting this firework again on the podcast sorry check out the video on the link in our show notes but look at this thing it starts spinning and the smoke is coming up everywhere these guys are beating feet to get away from the thing And it's like, what the hell's going on? It's just a whole bunch of smoke as this giant, ah, and there you go. It takes off like a rocket spinning all the way up in the, look at that. And it just keeps going. Look at that. That is insane. Podcast listeners, please do yourself a favor. Check out the link in our show notes. You got to see this. I would love to see this live in person. And it's right in Thailand, which is just north of me here in Malaysia. That's absolutely in. Look, it's still going. That is amazing. All right, there's some flames, so it must be burning out. And then watch as it falls down. A chute comes out and the whole structure that the fireworks were attached to. Floats back down to earth. Now, look at this long shot. Look at the size of that. That is amazing. Absolutely incredible. If you're a firework buff like me, that's amazing. Absolutely incredible. All right. Are you ready for some classic literature? (laughs) If you didn't know, now you do. On this show, we we read books, classic books. We've done The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, Little Prince, Alice in Wonderland. uh, You name it. We've done so many great books here. Uh, The Velveteen Rabbit and... uh, only recently, my favorite book of all time, Winnie the Pooh, uh, became available in the public domain. It's the original from A.A. A. Milne, and uh, we started it a couple of streams ago. We're up to chapter three, and uh, we are reading Winnie the Pooh, and we read about a chapter each stream until we get to the end, and then we'll move on to another book. So having said that, let us move on over to our very favorite little bear named Pooh and get into chapter three in which Pooh and Piglet go hunting and nearly catch a woozle. The Piglet lived in a very grand house in the middle of a beech tree and the beech tree was in the middle of the forest, and the piglet lived in the middle of the house. Next to his house was a piece of broken board, which had Trespasser's W on it. When Christopher Robin asked the piglet what it meant, he said it was his grandfather's name and had been in the family for a very long time. Christopher Robin said, You "'Couldn't be called Trespasser's W.' "'And Piglet said, yes, you could, "'because his grandfather was, "'and it was short for Trespasser's Will, "'which was short for Trespasser's William. "'And his grandfather had two names in case he lost one, "'Trespasser's after an uncle, "'and William after Trespasser's. "'I've got two names,' "'said Christopher Robin carelessly. "'Well, there you are. That proves it,' said Piglet. "'One fine winter's day, "'when Piglet was brushing away the snow from in front of his house, "'he happened to look up, and there was Winnie the Pooh. Pooh was walking round and round in the circle, "'thinking of something else, and Piglet called to him. "'He just went on walking. "'Hello!' said Piglet. "'What are you doing?' "'Hunting,' said Pooh. "'Hunting what?' Uh, "'Tracking something,' said Winnie the Pooh, very mysteriously. "'Tracking what?' said Piglet, coming closer. Uh, "'That's just what I ask myself. I ask myself, what? "'What do you think you'll answer?' "'I shall have to wait to catch up with it,' said Winnie the Pooh. "'Now, look there,' he pointed to the ground in front of him. "'What do you see there?' "'Tracks,' said Piglet. "'Paw marks,' gave a little squeak of excitement. "'Oh, Pooh, do you think it's a woozle?' "'It may be,' said Pooh. "'Sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. "'You can never tell with paw marks.' "'With these few words,' went on tracking, and Piglet, after watching him for a minute or two, ran after him. Winnie the Pooh had come to a sudden stop and was bending over the tracks in a puzzled sort of way. What's the matter? said Piglet. It's a very funny thing, said Pooh. There seems to be two animals now. This, whatever it was, has been joined by another whatever it is, and the two of them are now proceeding in company. Uh, Would you mind coming with me, Piglet, in case they turn out to be hostile animals? Well, Piglet scratched his ear in a nice sort of way and said that he had nothing to do until Friday and he'd be delighted to come, in case it really was a woozle. Uh, You mean in case it really is, too, Woozles, said Winnie the Pooh, and Piglet said that anyhow he had nothing to do until Friday, so off they went together. There was a small spiny of larch trees just here, and it seemed as if the two woozles, if that's what they were, had been going around this spiny, so round this spiny went Pooh and Piglet after them. Piglet passed the time by telling Pooh what his grandfather, trespasser's W, had done to remove stiffness after tracking, and how his grandfather, trespasser W, had suffered in his later years from shortness of breath and other matters of interest. And Pooh, wondering what a grandfather was like, and if perhaps this was two grandfathers they were after now, and if so, whether he would be allowed to take one home and keep it, and what Christopher Robin would say. And still, the tracks went on in front of them. Suddenly, Winnie the Pooh stopped and pointed excitedly in front of them. Look! What? said Piglet with a jump, and then, to show that he hadn't been frightened, he jumped up and down once or twice more in an excited sort of way. The tracks, said Pooh, A third animal has joined the other two. Pooh, cried Piglet. Do you think it's another woozle? No, said Pooh, because it makes different marks. It's either two woozles and one, as it might be, weasel, or or two, as it might be, weasels, and one, if so it is, woozle. Let us continue to follow them. So they went on feeling just a little anxious now in case the three animals in front of them were of hostile intent. Piglet wished very much that his grandfather, T.W., were there instead of elsewhere, and Pooh thought how nice it would be if they met Christopher Robin suddenly, but quite accidentally, and only because he liked Christopher Robin so much. And then, all of a sudden, Winnie the Pooh stopped again and licked the tip of his nose in a cooling manner, for he was feeling more hot and anxious than ever in his life before. There were four animals in front of them. Do you see, Piglet? Look at their tracks. Three, as it were, woozles, and one, as it was, weasel. Another woozle has joined them. And so it seems to be. There were tracks crossing over each other here, getting muddled up with each other there, and quite plainly, every now and then, the tracks of four sets of paws. I think, said Piglet, when he licked the tip of his nose, too, and found that it brought very little comfort, I think that I've just remembered something. I... I have just remembered something that I forgot to do yesterday and shan't be able to do tomorrow. So I suppose I really ought to get back and do it now. We'll do it this afternoon, and I'll come with you said Pooh. Uh, It isn't the sort of thing you can do in the afternoon, said Piglet quickly. It's a very peculiar morning thing. It it has to be done in the morning, and if possible, between the hours of... What did you say the time is? About twelve, said Winnie the Pooh, looking at the sun. Uh, Between, as I was saying, the hours of twelve and twelve-five. So, really, dear old Pooh, if you'll excuse me, what's that? Who looked up at the sky, and then he heard the whistle again. He looked up into the branch of a big oak tree, and then he saw a friend of his. It's Christopher Robin, he said. Ah, then you'll be all right, said Piglet. You'll be quite safe with him. Goodbye. And he trotted off home as quickly as he could, very glad to be out of all danger again. Christopher Robin came slowly down his tree. Silly old bear, he said, what were you doing? First you went round the spiny twice by yourself, and then Piglet ran after you, and you went round again together, and then you were just going round a fourth time. Wait a moment, said Winnie the Pooh, holding up his paw. He sat down and thought, in the most thoughtful way he could think. Then he fitted his paw into one of the tracks. And then he scratched his nose, twice, and stood up. Yes, said Winnie the Pooh. I see now, said Winnie the Pooh. I've been foolish and deluded, he said. And I am a bear of no brains at all. You're the best bear in all the world said Christopher Robin, Robin soothingly. Am I? said Pooh hopefully. And then he brightened up suddenly. Anyhow, he said, it's nearly luncheon time. And so he went home for it. <laughs> and that's chapter three and the Woozles. Coming up in our next stream, we'll get to chapter four in which Eeyore... Loses a tail and Pooh finds one. <laughs> All right. I told you I love this book and now you see why. Winnie the Pooh from A.A. A. Milne. All right, folks, that's going to do it. A little short one tonight, but that's okay. We'll be fine. We'll see you again on Saturday night for another adventure. Got lots of cool stuff. In fact, I've already got some stuff saved up for Saturday night, so uh, join us then. And to all of our podcast listeners, thank you so much. If you are watching the video, please do take a second to go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Radio Public, wherever, Geo7, and uh, just put I'm Not Wearing Pants or Jay Sheldon in the search bar. Look for that logo. Click on it and click follow or subscribe, whatever it is on your platform. We really appreciate those of you who've done that and thank you to all of our viewers and listeners. We, uh, we love you. I'll see you again on uh, Saturday night. Until then, I am Jay Sheldon, the pantless one. Good night. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like,